Hola, soy Miguel Maltos González, coming to you otra vez on Firme Cuentos y Arte Podcast por gente y todos, but mainly for gente, I'm just saying that, because one of the things that I have noticed after moving up to the Pacific Northwest is how many people in this area are not speaking their secondary languages. I mean, you have the tribal people that live in this area, various tribes. Some of them speak, write, and express themselves in their their um, ancestral languages and English. Whoa, what was that? Uh, that's the bell for getting started. Round one. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they've got their their cultural ancestral language, and then they have English that they speak openly and, and throughout the community. You have the black community, which speaks English. And you have other smaller communities like the Indian community, Korean, Chinese community, all English speaking, and the majority, you know, have their ancestral language, so I, I just never get to hear it because I don't see that population in my day-to-day, -day, which I, I miss that, I'd love to see that, I'd love to experience that, and um, due to all the COVID closures that we're experiencing these days, it's not like they can have cultural events or, or celebrations or anything where we'd be able to see and hear and take in their their culture. So that's a bummer. It really is. Kind of miss that. And then you've got Hanti. The majority of Hanti up here in the Pacific Northwest only speak English. That's right. If you were born in this area, chances are you don't speak Spanish. And if you're from another area, another city, another town, another state, another country, chances are you still have that Spanish. Yeah, you still have it. But if you were born here, you never had a chance to, to learn it and speak it. And talking with a few Latinas, Latinos lately, they've shared with me how they, you know, they don't have Spanish. They never heard it in the house growing up. And the, the reason being was so that they could fit in, they could assimilate to the dominant white culture in this area, in Spokane and Eastern Washington and the Pacific Northwest. It's so that they could fit in. And throughout all this, you know, that's they've lost their language. They've lost a big part of their heritage. They no longer have that in their lives. And is round two <laughs> and 
so, and so throughout, throughout this, this experience, they're telling me how they feel less, they feel less Latino, less Latina, they feel disconnected from their culture, they, it's not like it's something they can't learn now, I mean, they could, if they had the time, if they weren't working, if they weren't parents, if they weren't business owners, if they weren't, uh, you know, if their life weren't so involved in providing for others, then maybe they could learn, you know, they, they admitted that, oh, well, I had it for a few years in school, in high school, or took some classes in college, and, you know, but that, that doesn't prepare you being a part of a Spanish-speaking population, and being part of the gente in that sense, you, you know, it, it doesn't, culturally it doesn't, that's one thing that they have talked to me about is how, how they feel less because of this, this inability to, to speak and understand Spanish. And I told him, you know, I said, I can actually relate to how you feel. You know, and they look at me like, well, what do you mean, you know? And I tell them, hey, it's because, you know, when, when I was growing up, you know, Chicano kid, South Central, Texas, San Anto, when I was a kid, I was born in the early 70s, at that time, our parents, that, that generation before us, you know, those of my parents, they, when they were kids, they were, were beaten for speaking Spanish. They were punished, you know. Sometimes they had to, to write till their hand hurts, I will not speak Spanish. They had to write that on a board. Imagine how that affects a child. Imagine how that changes a whole generation's thinking. Yeah. And then when they're, they speak Spanish, they're spanked. You know, they're given the paddle. They're beaten. How do you think that makes them feel about their own culture? That makes them feel like speaking Spanish is a bad thing. It's a wrong thing. And they don't want to do it anymore because they don't want to be bad. That's a child's mentality. Imagine what it does to a kid, you know. It, it did something to my parents to where they didn't want to teach their children Spanish. They only spoke it amongst themselves. They spoke it amongst their generation and older generations. But when it came to, to the kids, you know, to us, no, they did not speak Spanish, man. None of that.
not familiar with, but I'm trying, I'm learning, you know, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. And then, you know, you've got the friends that I've made up here in the Spokane area that they have news bins. They never even heard it around the house, man. And it makes me think historically, how many generations ago was the language removed from our people? And I wonder about that because I see the Russian community and they speak, they speak Russian openly. They speak Russian to their kids. Okay? We're talking parents that are probably in their 20s, 30s, talking to their, their young children, you know, toddlers, and speaking Russian to them, telling them to sit down, you know, no, no, you're not, we're not taking this with us from the store, sorry, no, you know, just the things you tell kids at a store, and they're telling them stuff like this in Russian, and I don't speak Russian, but I don't have to speak Russian to understand what they're saying here. This is just a matter of being a parent and having children of this age in a store. <laughs> you know, you see them reaching for a package. You see them reaching for something and they're like with their eyes and their big smile. And the parents are like, oh, no, no, sorry. Shaking their head no, side to side, you know, taking it out of their hand gently and carefully and holding their little hand, you know, and telling them something, you know very sweet voice, but, you know, it's, that's something that's just universal, I think, but, but the thing is, they're, they're, they're practicing their secondary language, they're practicing Russian, and it makes me wonder, why do they get to speak Russian, why did they get to continue their heritage, but not the Spanish-speaking population, is there something what is the disconnect? What is the difference? Is it because the Russian community, they're white, and they're already accepted because of the color of their skin? We don't look white, so is that why we need to act more white? By not having an accent, by not speaking Spanish? I don't know. I don't know. Those are questions to throw out to you people in this area help me understand this educate me on this because I, I don't understand you know and I I wonder I wonder what what the difference is why is it that we lose language and other cultures don't yeah and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in the Russian community it probably does I don't know and I'm not saying it doesn't happen in other communities, you know, the Indian community, the African community, other immigrant communities. I don't know. It, it probably happens there, too. That's another thing I want to learn. If you're a part of one of those communities, help me understand how language is a part of your, your family's functionality, your functionality and integration with with the community that's outside of your heritage. Help me understand that. That's something I really want to learn and explore in the Pacific Northwest and, and continue to talk on that because that's that's pretty interesting. You know, I, I think it's pretty interesting. 
what about the white people that speak English? What about their secondary languages that they they don't know? Their German heritage, their French, Italian, Swedish heritage. What what about that? Do they no longer connect with that heritage? Do they not see themselves as bicultural? Do they not practice any of those traditions? Messenger, and you can find me at LT, L, LTNX 
Artes on Instagram. You can find me at Miguel Montos Gonzalez on Facebook. But reach out. Help me understand. Share with me. You know, I'd, I'd love to learn more and be able to, to understand more of how this this works. And, and oh, hey, was that uh, round three there? <laughs> I want to understand more of how this works in the Pacific Northwest. You know, because again, my understanding and my interpretation comes from Central Texas. It comes from San Anto. It comes from my Chicano background. That lifestyle. It comes from that. And it's different. It's not like what people have here. It's very different. So when I come into the space and I see the community, it's like I, I know I don't belong here. Are they even aware of 
other cultures of gente across the country and what it's like to be there. Have they experienced others? Do they even have anything to compare off of? And, you know, is that even a thing? I don't know. But yeah, that's where I reach out to you, my gente bonita. I, I want to know from you why do you do what you do? Explain it to me. Because I don't know. And I should know. I want to know. You deserve to have the opportunity and have a voice to tell me. Yeah, I, I want to hear that. I want to learn that. So, in, in all this, you know, I, I say to you that this is an opportunity for you to share your voice with me and explain to me and educate me how you are who you are. I'm listening. I am. And I got an open mind. I got an open heart to respect and be, you know, just just a listener, just a learner from you. So yeah, share that with me. If you would, please. Educate me. I'm, I'm ready to learn and take all this in from you. So yeah, that's that's what I've got today. Talking a little bit about language, a little bit about culture, how it's changed, how it's different, how it, it's changing now into something else. Don't know what it's going to become, but it, it could be something very interesting, you know, to have Spanish language radio come into to the community here, you know, and my wife, Dr. Nancy, has started her, her Spanish educational YouTube channel here to educate children, and she, I think, may actually be putting some content on there for adults, but mainly for children to acquire and learn and practice Spanish, and that's for anybody, anybody that wants to learn, you know, any person, any child, stories to listen to, projects and worksheets to do and learn and practice, you can do it any time, and that is, um, vamos a ligar, vamos a leer con Dr. Nancy, yeah, vamos a leer, find it on YouTube, there's a link on the LTNX Artes website, and a link on my artwork website, miguelgonzalez.com, so you can find it there, and um, give that a go, it's really interesting, and there's a video, <laughs> there's one of the stories that um, she recorded with our son, and he's there speaking Spanish, and he's, he's you know, teenager, too cool for school kind of kid right now, you know, typical, at the time 13, and he's there very, you know, yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> so you get to see him too, and hear him and the Spanish that he grew up with, there at his abuelita's house, and with his mom, and through school, he learned it at school. He was part of an immersion program. So he had been speaking Spanish, well, for five years before he came up here. And now he has seven years of Spanish. 
he's quite fluent, he's pretty good, he just needs to practice it more, yes, the Nino, <laughs> but, so I, I say to you, thank you for joining me, thank you for being here on another episode, it's a pretty chill episode, tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about artwork, and the cultural expression in arts, have some more guests coming up soon, but, uh, but yeah, go ahead and, and, and put those thoughts together and, and share with me, educate me, yeah, tell me how you are, what you are, and I want to learn, I need to learn, so we'll be talking with you again very soon, bueno.